I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Shut up, bitch. I ain't got socks on because I'm tipsy. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, is it your... Oh my God, why are we just listening to this music? Why are we acting like we're not in a panic? We need the Auga. We need the Auga. We need desperate sound effects. Auga! Auga! <laughs> Stop yelling! Auga! Stop, stop yelling! You're hurting the incisions where they cut out my kidneys to sell. Michael, I need I need sound effects. We're in a frightening, frightening period of our life. Warning! 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 I literally, literally set my hair on fire. My hair is on fire. And if your hair is not on fire, you're just uninformed. Where's that Hawaiian drill guy? We need him in here. This is not a drill. 
This is not a drill. Sell everything you own. Sell your bones if you can get a few dollars, brother. <laughs> Sell your bones if you can get a few dollars for them. The biggest stock market drop ever. 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 Do you understand ever? Whatever. Whatever. Wow. Wow. That, that's treason. Or if you want to look at it in real terms, since 2011. We all remember the biggest drop in 2011, right? <sighs> Old people you. hurling themselves off building, buildings. I've asked you not to bring this up Babies ever again. killing themselves because they didn't want to live Babies? in this world. <laughs> Because two thousand people, we all remember two thousand eleven blood running in the streets. Oh my god, the cannibalism! Oh, the cannibalism! Today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Sell! <laughs> oh god! Did, Maybe you heard the uh, stock market uh, dropped a bunch yesterday. Did, did I not say yesterday the stupidest reporting of all reporting is economic reporting? I really think it is. Oh, sure, I really, really think it is. I don't know why. I don't know why, because you could hire smart people to do your your stock market stuff. I guess they must think they're talking to super dumb people. That, is that and, it? That and, and whipping up excitement is what yeah. they must do. Yeah, that's always your, your angle, and you might be right. I know I'm right. I appreciate your grudging approval, but I'm 100% certain I'm right. I watch it, and that's the only reasonable explanation how for the could, way they approach this how stuff. How could you do that, though, as an adult? How could you sit there and, and turn to your has-to-be-super-hot... Like 35-year-old financial reporter. I don't know Am who I just... super hot in this scenario, too, <laughs> since I'm on TV? I don't know who first did this, but now yes. everybody has, like, even compared to their regular anchors, yes. like, oh, my God, who's that hot Right. for their financial person? And then they say stuff like, this is the biggest drop in Dow history, Jim. And then Jim doesn't correct her and say, well, you know, as points, but as a percentage, it's really not that big a deal at all. Oh, okay. Why? Because you don't care? That people know what's actually going on. It's a great on. headline. It is a great headline. It it's gets eyes and ears. Come on. It's interesting. Wake up. Um, buy. buy. Buy stocks in uh, in cable TV because they're getting good at their formula. Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I agree, Jack. Too much panic. You know, I've only had two stocks, Circuit City and Sears, in there my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not worried. Wow. You're going to be retiring soon? You wanted to get into Radio Shack, but you thought it was too risky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Circuit City and Sears. <laughs> wow. There is uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, you guys, all a bunch of cavemen with money invested in the stock market. Right? Me, a man with his eye on the future, has his money invested in crypto coins. So let me just take a look. at. Oh, my God. Where did it all go? <laughs> yeah. No Bitcoin, is way, Bitcoin is way down, too. So my... Yeah. My financial planning is not exactly in a, in <clears throat> more stable footing. In fact, some might even say less stable footing than those with <laughs> money in the tried and true stock market. Yeah. I'm not listening to you. You're not hot enough. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. God, where do they get these financial reporters? <laughs> I-, I wonder how they even go about it. So they must go to like universities. They they find people who got an MBA and competed in Miss America, or they have to cross those two things somehow. Sure, or they take like the uh, the very last cuts from the Victoria's Secret TV show. The the gals who couldn't quite make the cut, and then they give them a crash course on economics, on finance. <laughs> 
We need somebody who is a swimsuit model and study economics. Can you bring those to us? There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm not doing badly. I put my stock portfolio aside, and I'm getting ready for a big wedding. Universal Life Minister Marshall Phillips back in action this weekend. Fantastic. Marrying the son of a member of the Radio Ranch here. So today I'll be... Heading out to get a new outfit, perhaps a robe of many colors, or just a new sporting coat. But uh, the excitement is building. Yeah, I've done this sort of thing before yeah. um, myself as a as a, a minister marrying a couple yes. people. Does everybody in the family know the situation? Because if they all know it, it's fine. Like, Joe and I have married a couple. I've mm-hmm. married another couple. Yeah. Everybody was in on the joke yes. that I got the certificate for $5 off the Internet yes. and could officially officiate a wedding i uh but then, uh, then i did one wedding where the bride and groom knew it but the family didn't know oh. it and they started asking me questions about my church and oh. and it was really uncomfortable oh wow and wow. i didn't want to tell grandma and grandpa no it's a joke really i'm i, I don't even go to church i mean i didn't want they, it clearly mattered in fact them. i'm clearly damned <laughs> <laughs> or you say something like don't you realize that a dog can marry people all you need to do is send in the license sign yeah, I took my uh, responsibilities very seriously. Did you know? I wrote a very, very nice, uh, I don't know, message, sermon, homily, whatever. You going to do that? I certainly am. Good I have man. shaped it for the individuals involved. And yes, I will tell you this: they are all in the jo- in, on the joke. Well, in it's fact, not really a joke. It's wh- just you you don't think it's that big a deal. Who does the officiant? When they were talking about this wedding, when the couple was talking about this wedding with uh, my uh, friends, everybody all of a sudden because they didn't want anything really terribly uh, religious or terribly, you know, stock, they all said, I know who we'll get. We'll get Marshall. Wow. And everyone said, yes. Fabulous. You're so, the go-to guy. Yeah, indeed. I think I think when I did You're the it girl. It was just a matter of the fact <laughs> yeah. that I, I would do it for beer. I think that was why they hired me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they probably had a pro and con sheet. Right. Minister Jack <laughs> will work for beer. Mm. And American light beer. I mean, not even fancy beer. Right. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, how to get to be Tuesday already. February, there's something or other. I don't know where my phone is. The year 2018. Setting you straight in 21.8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I uh, think I wrote down the sixth on my way in this Mm. morning. Yep. All right. Let's begin the show officially now, according to the FCC rules and regulations, which we hold so dear. Let's begin it. Mark. They are very embarrassed. They never thought they were going to get caught. We caught them. President doing his president thing yesterday. What are other headlines, Marshall? you got to get to the treason part. Oh, yeah. Dramatic market sell-off. What should you do? We'll update you at 635. Here's a hint. You're doing it right now. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Trump ramping up attacks, calling some Dems treasonous, and a West Coast Girl Scouts cookie sales tactic has sparked a major Internet debate. Stories coming up at 635 Armstrong. Hey, seriously, how many radio stations have I heard this morning? How should you handle the market drop? We'll have an expert next. Stay yeah. tuned. Well, Joe had the right answer. What were you doing yesterday at this time? Right. Do that again today. <laughs> That's how you yeah. handle it. <laughs> how does mailbag look? Oh, I see the headline. Sean Hannity saying the stock market plunges Obama's fault. Wow. Mm. Uh, <laughs> how's mailbag? It's okay. We're having technical difficulties. We're working to put it together. My phone slid under the seat of my car, and there's no more 
dark region of unknown than the under underseat of a vehicle. There's all kinds of springs and sharp things. And creatures with gigantic eyes so they can gather in the scanty light. It may never be seen again. Uh, so, well, we got lots to talk to you about today. Man, a heck of a guest lineup today. Just insane. Bill O'Reilly is on the program to talk about the Nunez memo. And then later in the show, Mike Rogers, who used to be an FBI agent. He ran the House Intelligence Committee. Jeez. Heavyweights. Do they know which show they're going on? How did we get such great guests today? We claim to be Hannity. Mm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll do it live! This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think Joe's statement should be the statement of the day. We need to put that out on a viral video, Hanson. Oh, it's a proud moment for me. How should you react to the stock market drop? Here's a hint. You're doing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll have my own report on it coming up as soon as possible. Um. Long and short, you're going to be fine. Everybody's, it's fine. It's fine. If anything, my only pr- surprise is it took this long for this to happen. Yeah, no kidding. That is the amazing thing. Good Lord, D- the did market you not was hear? so overheated, everybody. The context, the context is everything. And the context is everybody knew it was just going up, 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 beyond any reasonable explanation except speculation. And it had to correct, and now no, it has. Nobody wh- predicted this. crap. Nobody predicted this. No, wait. Everybody <laughs> predicted this. Um. Uh, did you not hear me, though? It was the biggest drop since 2011. Well, I'll be skinned. Do you remember 2011? Oh, my God. I've tried to put it out of my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You may, be, you may have blanked it out because it was such a horrific event. Yeah, God. The, uh, the need to eat pets is the, the most hurtful <laughs> oh, part yeah. to me. How Everybody was putting their pets down and eating them for I, sustenance. I sold off so much plasma, I'm still not back to normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, those were tough times, and you know, frankly, some of the looting I did, maybe some people got hurt, and I, mm. I feel bad about it. But you needed fresh water for your children. Yeah, I, I still see the face of the little eight-year-old boy. He said, this is our last gallon, as I slapped him down and took it. I just, again, but <laughs> wow. that's what I have to deal with, yeah. the guilt. Watching out for your own. <laughs> From 2011, that's right. You remember how it was. Mailbag. <laughs> So as I mentioned, I had technical problems. Still having technical problems, but I do have some mailbag for you. Yeah, so uh, Brad writes, the Democrats are talking about how the tax savings people are having are crumbs. Actually, that talking point is not working very well, but they're still trying it for a while. Uh, As a... And Brad says, it came to me, I just figured it out, the Dems are talking about crumbs because they're comparing it to government handouts as opposed to tax deductions. As a handout, it is weak. As for savings, giving the government one less dollar is good from my perspective. Living large in Elk Grove, Brad. Um, yeah, I, the whole, this is crumbs. It's, it's their money and they get to keep it. I think people are happy about that. We'll see. I'll meet you at the midterms. We'll see what people think. Oh, There's so much to happen between now and then. Oh, yeah. Who exactly. knows Who knows what people will be voting on? Right, right. Uh, here's Hillary, not that Hillary. It's a Hillary who's not an old lady who lives alone in upstate New York. Angry at the world. Angry, angry, angry. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, yeah. Um, 
she's commenting on <coughs> the very lovely shower thought that I shared with you yesterday about when you get to heaven, your beloved pets that died before you are there wagging their tails furiously. In the case of dogs, so happy to see you. It's a heartwarming and tear-jerking notion, which Jack pooed all over as if he was one of those aforementioned pets, warning us that in his case there'd be a dog fight because a couple of his dogs had no patience mm-hmm. for other dogs. I, I would hope that God had counseled them, had done like some training with them. Maybe that's what angels do in their spare time, obedience training for pets. <laughs> it's they possible. The, the clicker method? Is that what they do? I don't know. I'm not a theologian, Sean. Hillary writes, in regards to the lovely image of dearly departed pets waiting for us in the afterlife, I hope that just behind the dog fight, Jack will see a giant rooster just standing there glow, glaring, slowly shaking his giant rooster head. If the rooster is holding a shotgun, then Jack will know he is in the bad place. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a, if you got, well, once upon a time, Jack uh, dispatched a very aggressive rooster that was hurting his kids, or one of your kids anyway, right? Uh, yeah, he had attacked my uh, my oldest boy. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, I'm shooting your rooster. So he became meaty McMeat face. Uh, but if you go to hell, Hillary's idea is every day you will get up in hell and that rooster will shoot you in the kneecaps. Wow. Every day. And then you will know. You will know. You should have followed the straight, narrow path. Are you familiar? This is heavy. Are you familiar with the biblical scholar N.T. Wright? He is uh, so. considered the leading New Testament scholar. What's the NT stand for? Is it something dirty or what? Uh-huh. What's going on there? He's considered the leading New Testament uh, scholar on planet Earth. And so he's been pushing this thing for years. He believes everybody's been misreading the Bible mm. forever. And that heaven is not someplace above. Heaven is here on Earth. Interesting. And, and, and we're going through some transformation into heaven. That And I've, I still don't understand it. But it's revolutionary guy? in hmm. terms of, because everybody does. I mean, it's popular even for non-religious people to talk about when you're up in heaven, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just caught on in Western civilization. Right. As, I see. As a it's way like of nirvana or enlightenment. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. Is that where you hit me with the notion the other day that... Um, that that if you've lived a good and loving and, and admirable life and you've touched people and helped them and really made your mark on them, that you will live that is your forever afterlife. in them. That is your afterlife. That's one notion. Yeah. Don't, you know, hey, send us your theological emails if you'd like. <laughs> Armstrong and Giddy at Yahoo.com. Just don't be angry. Yeah. Why would oh, yeah. you be angry if somebody has a slightly different point of view from you? That's funny. Don't I would be angry. I would never. I could sit around. I've done this. I could sit around a bar talking to people about various ideas of what it would be. Never get mad once. Right. Doesn't make me mad that you think this, or or if you say, you know what, I think nothing happens. Oh, that's interesting. What do you, you know, it doesn't make me mad. I think it's fascinating conversation. Yeah, yeah. But some of y'all just you get up in the day with a chapped ass and you go to bed with an even chapter. (laughs) I don't know what's your story. Uh, So uh, this is a very nice gift from Terry. Uh, Terry from Eugene, Oregon. I've been sitting on this for a while. It's actually been on my desk because I like it. Um. Oh, the last paragraph kind of explains it. Well, he put it together a book, a book of quotes. And I am a quote freak. There's nothing I like better than reading books of quotes and contemplating the notions therein. I remember you once saying, I sure do like quotes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. And the goal of my life is to make it into some sort of widely distributed book of quotes. And I've had a number of excellent options, none of which I bothered to jot down because that's not that big a goal. Anyway. Uh, Terrence has uh, put together words, life tutelage, a secular Bible for the new millennium. Not, uh, you know, that's a little controversial. The idea of 
of supplanting the Bible, but it's a book of quotes uh, surrounding various philosophical themes. Terrence, my only gripe about your book is that you don't have who said it next to the quote. There's like a list of who the quotes are from at the beginning of the chapter. Um, uh, But anyway, I'm just going to flip into the middle here. What's our theme here? Let's see. Let me get to the beginning of the chapter here. I could have marked this, but... uh... Who has the time? With what? With the stock crash and all. <laughs> uh, let's. Oh, let's start it right here. Uh, not by years, but by disposition is wisdom acquired. That was soupy sales. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Patience is the best remedy for every trouble. Yeah, yeah. Alex Baldwick. It's pretty good. What? Yeah, that was Alex Baldwick said that. One. Oh, that's, that's who said the. Yeah. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm so sorry. I was, you know, what I was busy doing, contemplating the next one. You gave so much blood yesterday to try to earn some money because of the stock market crash. You're well, lightheaded. Well, and then the guy at the blood bank mentioned to me that they're paying for veins, so I let them harvest a bunch of my veins. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's rough. Yeah, is there big money well, in veins? Well, with the crash, I had to do something for my family. I got a kid in school. <laughs> listen, listen to this. This I've tried to I've tried to communicate this to my kids. I think Jack Hughes, you, this the sage of wherever you live, uh, 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 taught me this that uh, habits are hard to break, including good ones. Well, I try to remember that. That notion is so powerful. It is. Why don't we hear that as kids? Because we didn't listen to the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> hmm? Good habits are are hard to break too. And the quote is powerful indeed. Is the empire of habits. Yeah, yeah. Boy, geez, everybody should be taught that in school and contemplate it. You start a good habit, it it has momentum. It's almost hard not to exercise every day if you're in the habit of doing it. Life is too short to waste in critic peep or cynic bark. Quarrel or reprimand, twill soon be dark. Hmm. Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend. Paraphrase. Wow. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I missed the advertisement during the Super Bowl. What are Lady Doritos? It sounds like something... She sits down in a short skirt. I saw her Lady Dorito. <laughs> oh, hello! What are Lady Doritos? The good folks at uh, PepsiCo or whatever giant conglomerate yeah. uh, owns that snack food company, Jack, believes that ladies don't like the loud crunch so much as the fellas and the chips at the bottom of the bag and the rest of it. And they're designing a chip for more ladylike sensibilities. Yeah, Boy, that's interesting. People mm-hmm. I've known who cared about the sound of crunch the most have been women in my life. That like, they like like crunchy food, and they like, like making noise with their food, or and just want it to make noise. Well, For some reason, I don't get the appeal of crunchy. But more on that to come. Um, <clears throat> keep your lady Dorito to yourself. All right. <laughs> Here's the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, I got to tell you, my friends, all eyes on Wall Street this morning. The Dow, Dow the Dow, Dow plunging, Dow. plunging at the open. I'm hysterical. And now let's switch over to Joe Getty. Where is the Dow now, Joe? Yeah, it dropped like 260 points at the open. Uh, now it's up from there, about 120 points. It's down 140. People are trying to 
Well, as they say, uh, as they say in the dating business, they're trying to find a solid bottom. Why don't you? Why, why don't <laughs> firm you, bottom. Why don't you all just wait a week and the then see where it is? Up, by the way, yeah. God dang it! All right, so listen, we're, we'll have an expert on later, but you don't need one. So the market's absolutely crazy overheated. And everybody who who follows the market, yep. from the giant funds to the pros to the to the computer guys, everybody, they're sitting at a slot machine or they're sitting at a a blackjack table, Marshall, and they've yes. done great tonight. And they're sitting there thinking, I gotta take my money and go. I gotta take my money and go. Yep. If I sit here and play another hand, I know what's gonna happen. I gotta take my money and go. Everybody in the stock market is so hot has been yep. thinking that. So the Fed starts sending signals that, right. you know, wages are moving up. We're a little concerned about inflation. We'll probably in- raise interest rates a little, which does a couple of things. It chokes off business just a teeny, tiny bit. It also makes other things, other investments, bonds, for instance, more, more attractive. And they've been terribly unattractive for a very long time. So all everybody sitting there at the stock market blackjack table wondering when they should scoop up their money and go... Heard that from the Fed and said, now, has nothing to do with the, the economy's no good or these companies aren't worth anything right. or we're, we're fearing cannibalism and, 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 and uh, anarchy in the streets. That's it. It's fine. Everybody knew it was going to happen. It's going to settle down. We'll all be fine. There so last year on this day, the Dow was at 20,052. Today, it's at 25,520. Right. Even after yesterday's historic drop. Well, 24,278 jackets down 67 points, which is actually up 200 points from where it was 20 minutes ago. It was 4%. Who cares? President Trump is going to have to decide this week whether a Democratic memo on alleged FBI abuse should be made public. The House Intel Committee voting to release the memo that challenges Republican allegations of surveillance abuses. Trump's this whole have- thing is wearing my butt out. Yeah, I'll tell you what. One thing I'm, I know Mike Rogers is going to tell us later in the show, and he's a former chair of uh, one of these House Intelligence Committees. And the a former committee that we're discussing. Yeah. And a former FBI agent is he's really bothered by the partisanship on both sides. That, that That's not the way the Intelligence Committee is supposed to work. And it's it's troubling from from both of these yahoos. Yes, they should knock it off. They should quit going on their own channels to talk to friendly audiences and and use their 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 sarcasm and venom to to please the crowd. That's not what you're supposed to do as an investigator. Yesterday in Ohio, the president, very much in campaign mode, appeared to reference the Republican memo indicating the FBI and the Justice Department were biased against him in their Russia investigation. Trump telling the crowd. But did we catch them in the act or what? You know what I'm talking Oh, did we catch them in the act? They are very embarrassed. They never thought they were going to get caught. We caught them. Hey, we caught them. Oh, it's so much fun. We're like... The great sleuth. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh. During that same appearance, Trump also said Democrats are un-American, at least the ones who attended his State of the Union speech and didn't applaud. They were like death. And un-American. Un-American. Somebody said treasonous. I mean, yeah, I guess why not? Why not? Look, I'm a TV game show host. I don't care. All right, treason, fine. I don't really think of myself as the president yet. So the stuff I say shouldn't be taken with the regular weight. Yeah, treasonous. 
Well, you know, nobody takes it seriously, so it's fine. We've we've entered a new era. Well, the newspapers are taking it very seriously this morning. <laughs> the the, the pre- in, historically, the yeah. president of the United States saying this congressman is a is a traitor to his country or her country <laughs> would be a pretty big deal. But yeah, we don't take it now. seriously anymore. But the whole not cheering for low unemployment numbers is weird. Yeah, that's just weird. But that's Please where squat. we are. <laughs> it's our it's also weird. That Adam Schiff, as one of the chairs on the Intelligence Committee, will go on MSNBC only. And Nunez, as the other chair of the committee, will go on Fox only. That's where we are as as a nation now. Pot and Girl Scout cookies at the center of a new controversy. The San Diego Girl Scout Council says it's going to be looking into whether one of its troops photographed selling cookies outside a marijuana dispensary broke any rules. That's pretty funny. The odor, That's pretty funny. What, yeah, they, yeah. They, they broke through the, the rules of business. Sell where there are buyers, girls. Good job. I give them an extra badge or ribbon or, or a brand new <laughs> beanie or something like that. However you reward Girl Scouts. Good job. Yeah, the owner of Urban Leaf says the girl and her parents were passing by the business with her wagon of cookie boxes. Will Stern says his business posted a photo of the girl on their Instagram account and invited customers to come on down and buy from her because he likes to support local fundraising efforts. Now, if you go to, like, Darfur and sell cookies to people who are starving to death, well, then I'd have a problem with the ethics of that. But come on, everybody. (laughs) She sold over 300 boxes of cookies outside the pot shop in a matter of hours. Now people are saying, oh, is that ethical? Should she be doing that? Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. It'll probably just go nowhere, be quietly, uh, you know, waved away. And Jimmy Kimmel is saying liberals excel at hosting late-night talk shows because it requires a level of intelligence. He made his declaration Mm -hmm. Saturday night during an event called Pod Save America. Social media users quick to jump on Kimmel's uh, boast. National Review uh, tweeted, This is what Kimmel, a college dropout, really thinks of anyone who isn't liberal and watches his show. Kimmel is uh, known to attack the right. Said last year he would not be too upset if Republican viewers stopped watching his show over his views on health care and guns. You know, the irony is he's he's a very funny guy. He's really good observationally. Mm-hmm. And honest. obviously smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a certain sort of stoned intelligence, but him lecturing the rest of us on who's smart and who's not is, well, all right. Go ahead, Jimmy. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The Dow is in positive. Ter- no, it just went negative. Oh, oh no. Geez, the oh. NASDAQ, though, is still in positive. The Dow is positive now. I thought our long national nightmare was over. And then the- we dipped back down to loss. Oh, well, no. now it's positive. Now the standard borders is positive. That's a status quo. You know how many stocks are in the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Sean, do you know this? I do not. 30. 30 heavy industrial stocks. It's a useless measure of the modern economy. It you is. might as well count the number of birds on your bird bath in your backyard. <laughs> it is useless. If you admire rich people, and that's not the right person to admire, but if you admire rich I admire people, people with big boobs and want to be like them, they're not looking at the stock market number all day well, trying to figure Dow, out what to do. Right. The, the Dow. Yeah. They're not looking at the Dow all day trying to figure out what to do. They're not. Why the media continues to, I don't know, because they, they're they treating their viewers and listeners like idiots, I guess. Um, so we got more on other stuff coming on. We got we got to get to. I mean, I sold so much blood yesterday to try to bounce back from my stock loss. I tried to warn you. I'm down to nine toes. <laughs> oh, you sold a toe. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. The big one. Ooh. 
That was a bad choice. Yeah, no kidding. So, Bill O'Reilly on the show coming up at 7.04. He wants to talk about the Nunez memo, among other things. Should we'll do it live! We'll do it live. This is a no-spin zone. Exactly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. There was also an ad for Scientology, which encouraged people to Google Scientology. Uh, Scientology, uh, quick question. Have you Googled Scientology? Because I wouldn't encourage that. That's like O.J. Simpson saying, no, really, I'm a famous football player. Google O.J. Simpson. That's a pretty good commentary right there. Yeah. 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 Google Scientology where you're going to get to. It's not all going to be favorable. I saw that commercial and they showed all sorts of exciting like high tech scenes and then that wacky wackadoo machine they hook you up to as well with its needles going back and forth. Check your thetan level or something. Oh, it's not. It's very low this morning with the markets crashing. And all. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. Super. Are, are we still chasing Howard Kurtz? Yeah. He's got a new book out. And um, so, tomorrow, cool. Can't wait is to that talk a to commitment? Him. If he cancels on us, he's dead to us. So he's a he's a Fox guy now, and he's got a, he's a, the media guy. He follows the media, and he's got a book out about the media and how they're uh, operating or not in the current climate. Now he was the Washington Post media guy forever. That's when I followed him all the time. So mm-hmm. he's not you know just a Fox brand person. Anyway, I just saw him being interviewed on on some show saying the media's reaction, the the the, the constant. Everything is Watergate to every little thing that happens mm-hmm. is actually diminishing what they're hoping to accomplish. Absolutely. And I think that's so clearly true. You ever seen one of those parents who they're constantly yelling at their kids? Therefore, there is no yelling. All the kid's aware of is, yeah, he always yells. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine. It's a little tiring, but interesting. I think, I think the beast will adapt we'll to talk. our current crappy crappy media we'll talk to him about that tomorrow we'll talk to bill o'reilly in just a few minutes yeah so uh elon musk my hero he's an african-american one of your favorite scents that's true he's <laughs> the inventor of uh, that scent as well uh elon musk from south africa so he is an african-american um uh, founder of, <laughs> of, 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 of spacex uh, along with that other the car company what with the electric cars you're uh, what do you call tesla. it tesla yeah it's tesla, a yeah. fairly big deal yeah Anyway, so uh, they're launching a new rocket today, and I'm really into this. Uh, those of us who are following Elon Musk are really into it. It's it's a, a souped-up version of the, uh, what's the name of it? The something or other, uh, it doesn't matter. The rocket they've been bl- blasting off, but this one's got like two more strapped to the side. It's a super-power, heavy payload rocket system that if it works will be a real leap forward. I mean, he, they are so far beyond anybody else in the industry. It'll be a real leap forward to the goal of getting to Mars, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what, this is a big launch today. What is? I forget what he's trying to accomplish. What's he well, trying to accomplish? You know, it's funny. I was reminded this morning in listening to another report. Originally, you know, as he was dreaming big, you know, he, he, he made all this crazy money with his company that became PayPal. And he thought, all right, what do I want to do with all these this money? Because he's kind of a visionary guy. And he thought, all right, for one thing, Thing, uh, the energy problems in the world. 
Maybe I'll revolutionize cars and transportation, stuff like that. Batteries. Hence, uh, what do you call it? Tesla, right? Batteries. And then uh, he thought, all right, well, what if a cataclysm comes or the Earth fails or a meteor hits us? we got to be a multiplanetary species. So what do we need? We need rockets. And so he founded SpaceX. And so that was the origin of his interest in space, allegedly. It's also got, you know, enormous practical use, launching satellites, payloads, getting food to the astronauts on the space station, that sort of thing. But today's a really big one. Everybody's anxious to see whether this rocket is successful. And if it is successful, will he be ahead of NASA on this? Or Gosh, is NASA even in the business anymore? Um... I don't I don't know. I don't I think I don't think NASA's doing much of this stuff anymore. It's not unprecedented. The Wright brothers were ahead of the US government in the attempt at manned flight. Well yeah, and I just don't think NASA has the funding to manufacture giant rockets at this point. They do the the, the stuff that sits on top of the rockets, does amazing, you know, exploration stuff. They're they're design, build, run the space station, blah blah blah, but they're not in the they hire a cab to get there, essentially. Well, and as of yet, Elon Musk is not in the business of saying, and today's rocket will have been built by the first trans black Hispanic right. uh, yeah. person that uh, is dyslexic. Because right. that's, to me, it has been holding NASA back for some time as it became a uh, virtue signaling program. Sure. Well, and, and Elon Musk is also the king, or SpaceX is the king of uh, reusable rockets, which cuts the expense well, I mean, it, it 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 more or less eliminates the expense compared to every single giant five hundred million dollar rocket you build. You essentially throw away the minute you're done with it mm. into the ocean. So anyway, Rocket launch- Man, Simon Nama, he da he the launch window. <laughs> right, sing along. He's already gone. <laughs> the launch window is from one thirty to four p.m. Eastern. I'm not Eastern. I'm a Western man. Mm. Ten thirty to one Western, according to my figures. <laughs> uh, all right I'll and, be, uh, yeah, and launching cool. from where cape canaveral oh okay cool where the apollo uh missions uh, jumped off from they're probably off probably from. aren't that many rocket launching pads in america to choose from so. no but go get them elon mm-hmm. i'm excited about That's that cool. and yeah you, your Wright brothers uh, analogy is so great i just i love the you know the plucky uh, brave you know having billions of dollars makes you brave but you know the the visionary um, as opposed to what's become the hide-bound, budget-racked, bureau- overly bureaucratic, uh, you know, government stuff. Yeah, well, and I know we have a lot of NASA people listening who like the show, because we obviously have really acute scientific minds here. Um, <laughs> I think that's obvious to anyone. No, I totally recognize you people are doing the best you can, given the uh, limitations that you have. But, you know, come on, the future's in, in private enterprise. Well, yeah, the Wright brothers were, were able to fly at a tiny fraction of the cost that the government had spent on not being able to fly. Yeah. And I wonder, uh, I'll bet the same is true for Elon Musk. I'll bet he's doing things that if the government did, it would have cost 50 times more for all the reasons that are always true. Yeah. Boy, that Wright Brothers book was great. Who wrote it? There's a bunch of great Kitty ones. Kitty Kelly? Though. Not a big one that sold all the copies. Herman Melville. That's it. Herman mm-hmm. Melville. That's right. Google it. <laughs> all right. Good luck, Elon. So what time is it? Oh, we what do we want to talk to Bill O'Reilly about, who's on in just a couple of minutes? Uh, he, uh, the current FBI flap, the FISA court thing, I guess. First of all, she asked me out. He called us and wanted to come on the show. And uh, because we're such a big deal. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we're kind of a big deal. Mm. And uh, and I think he wanted to talk about the Nunez memo. 
which was certainly a hot, hot story the other day. Is it still a hot, hot story? Uh, it is on the cable news where they're just really hoping for extended narratives to keep I, people tuned in. I will be interested in hearing Bill O'Reilly's take on this, because I always thought and still think he's a fair guy on this stuff. I'll be interested to hear his take. I hope so. I think there's truth on both sides. I think there's despicableness on both sides. Absolutely. God, they, they, they should just get together and agree, okay, let's quit going on cable shows and calling each other villains, because that's not really helping the country at all. Uh, so Bill O'Reilly coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. <laughs> 